You're listening to Impact Sports Radio, and this is Behind the Mask with your host, David DeFever. Welcome back to another show of Behind the Mask. Once again, I'm your host, David DeFever, here on Sunday in the studios at Impact Sports 88.9 FM. A special guest alongside to me today, the voice of MSU Hockey, Scott Moore. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing great today, David. Nice Ke- to be here. Nice to have you. Keeping warm? I know. Uh, trying to. The last few days have been <laughs> have been pretty, pretty cold in East Lansing. I know we got some snow last night. The roads aren't looking too bad, but everyone needs to be driving safe out there. Now, you've been doing Spartan hockey for 17 years now. 17. And how has that been for you? It's been a blast. It's been an absolute blast for me, um, especially for somebody who didn't know the game coming up and and learned it after I got to college uh, and, and kind of learned more and more as I went on on the air. If, if you went back and listened to my first ever hockey broadcast, uh, I think you'd be aghast, and I would too. I, I have a tape of it. I've never listened to it, and I have vowed to never listen to it. But, you know, maybe someday after I'm retired, I might pull it out. Yeah. And how was it, you know, obviously you've been around when they won the national championship. What was mm-hmm. that like for you? Uh, the national championship run was really kind of, it, it was cool. It was one of those things where nobody expected Michigan State to do anything. They hadn't finished first in the conference. They, yeah, and But the matchups were just right. I mean, you look at it, the, the very first round, it was Michigan State and Boston University. And Boston University was kind of petering down the stretch. Uh, they had had a good first part of the season, but the team was kind of falling apart on them. And so you look at that one, you say, okay, yeah, Michigan State could win this one and go on to the next game, probably face Notre Dame, a team they had just faced late in the regular season that year and had competed with. And then you get into that Notre Dame game, and that was Notre Dame was coming off. I think it was a triple overtime win uh, the night before against Alabama Huntsville, so they were dead by the third period. And you think, okay, well, you know, maybe Michigan State can do this. And you go on, you win that game, you get Maine in the semifinal, a team that Michigan State had faced the year before in the regional final and had been very competitive with, Ben Bishop in goal, very good goaltender. Uh, and you say, okay, well, yeah, you know, hey, Michigan State can win this one too. Yeah. And and then you get to a one game against Boston College and everybody was saying, well, you know, the other semifinal, Boston College and North Dakota, that was the national the championship, championship game. Yep. Uh, you know, everyone was was saying that, and so you say, okay, well, yeah, the guys are loose. The coach had just finished a Sudoku before they went on the ice. You know, <laughs> everything was fine, and uh, Jeff Lurg played out of his mind. And when you got yes. guys like you know Justin Ablocator, Tim Kennedy Yo. you know, on that team, anything can happen in a one game one game winner take all, and yeah. it did. Yeah. And do you have a ring because of it? I do. I do. I've, I've got, I've got a championship ring. I've got uh, three other CCHA rings, and I was lucky enough to get a football championship ring from 2010 as part of the network stuff oh, that nice. we do. So you're, you're filling so up the one hand. for each, one for each finger. That's good. All right, and hopefully, working on the second hand. I now. was going to say, hopefully, we can fill fill the other hand up as as quick as we can. Now we're going to switch gears, and now obviously we're you know. 
we're in a different scenario this year. We have a very young squad in the mm-hmm. MSU Spartans. Uh, last year was a little tough to watch. A lot of one-goal games. You know, they didn't really have much offense. You know, goal scoring wise, I know Matt Barry led the team. It was like thirty points, and then a, a few people had twenty, and then from there it just fell off. Um, then you start the season this year, and you're you know you're leading goal scorers out, so that's even more tough. And then, you know, Jake Hildebrand though is, in my opinion, a, a diamond in the rough. He is oh, yeah. honestly kept this team in a lot of the games, even last year. I mean, his record doesn't show it because you know. We won't go well, into it's, that. It's like you said. There's a lot of one-goal losses, two-goal losses with an empty netter at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a lot of those uh, last year and this year. Yeah, but this year the Spartans were actually we were fortunate. The Red Wings played Toronto Maple Leafs outdoor, so Detroit as a city decided to take you know the GLI, which is every year between Michigan State, Michigan, and now it's going to be Western and Michigan Tech from I believe here on out. Actually, it's it's the the tournament started with Michigan Tech. Yeah, um, they wanted to have a way to connect with their alumni who were working in the auto industry in Detroit, so they created the tournament. And over time, Michigan State and Michigan have become permanent participants mm-hmm. in it. So it's those three schools. Uh, with Michigan Tech as the host team. And then there's one other team from outside that's invited each time. The reason that we had Western Michigan two years in a row was that the outdoor event was supposed to be last season. And then with the lockout, they they scrubbed that. So this year they said, okay, well, we want it to be an entire state of Michigan thing, so we'll bring Western back for it again. And next year I think it's St. Cloud State will be in, and I believe after that Northern Michigan comes in. So that fourth team kind of rotates around. Rotates in and out. Well, that's good. It's it's nice to see different teams. You know, Mm -hmm. I've been to a few, uh, obviously, as a spectator, and I've seen Northern Michigan come in. It's just nice that you know all those teams from the north and in the up you know make their way down it's always at the joe so Mm -hmm. that's it's a big stage it's kind of neutral for everyone but you know people from all over the state being able to come in and see these teams compete for a small tournament i mean it's only two games but you know a lot of people and a lot of players and the coaches take a lot of pride in winning it and this year I mean, it didn't really work out for the Spartans, but I mean, the first game, I, outdoor, Comerica Park, mm-hmm. the winter festivities, uh, the first game against Michigan Tech. And in, in the previous series, uh, uh, when MSU traveled up to M-Tech, it, it didn't really pan out for them. They didn't, they didn't have a good series, especially because that was Michigan Tech's yeah. home opener, was it? Am I correct? Uh, they had been on the road a lot. I don't think it was their home opener, but they had been on the road a lot. I think they'd only played one home game. Uh, prior to that, and that was part of a two-game weekend with Northern Michigan. So, yeah, yeah it, it it was a special weekend up there for them, yeah. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people obviously would throw MSU as the underdogs if they look at previous series, but, I mean, we look at it, it went into a shootout. I, you, you don't really see that much. I mean, that's, what, the second time this year that MSU has gone to a shootout, first against uh, Minnesota, that was? Minnesota was the first shootout of the season, and then uh, they've been in three of them so far, and it's the second year in a row that Michigan State's been in a shootout in the first round of the Great Lakes Invitational. Yeah. Uh, last Matt year Berry had West. tied up the game against Western Michigan last season yep. with just seconds left mm-hmm, I in remember regulation. That. And they went to a shootout and unfortunately didn't advance there either. But, uh, you know, it was a situation, I think, in that game where 
both teams knew what each other had because they had played a month and a half earlier. Mm -hmm. And uh, you saw some of the growth in the Spartan team that had taken place from that first weekend in November when they met in Houghton uh, and, and up until that point. Okay, and then I they went issued out. Obviously, they came up on the the wrong end of it. But overall, I mean, you know, it's a different situation. It's outdoors. The ice is the conditions are a little bit different. But both teams know that going into the game. Mm-hmm. And then for MSU to really put, I they were down one, and then they scored those two two quick goals, and you could tell right after that, Michigan Tech that was a really eye opener. They got you know they were on the ice. They you know stepped up their game pretty quick. Yeah, and then Alex Patan tied it late. And then, obviously, it goes into a shootout, come up on the bad end of it. But overall, not a bad performance by the Spartans. No, not a bad performance, but not what you know this Michigan State team wants to see on a, on a day-in, day-out basis. And, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about not only the coaches and the fans, but the players themselves. I mean, they hold themselves to a higher standard as well, and that was not where they wanted to be. Now, if you're going to be in a consolation game, the best place to be is against your arch rival, yeah. which is what what panned out exactly and, and i know these teams are scheduled for four times it, we didn't even hit it in the regular season yet their first meeting and then you get michigan i'm sure that you know both locker rooms were thinking the same thing like all right let's take these guys down it's our arch rivals it's going to be a heated game well we would have never guessed i mean in the first minute of play thomas right. edvin throws a little a fluke on goal, I mean, hits a defenseman's stick and sneaks past their goalie. But MSU got the 1-0 lead, and then it was smooth sailing from there on out. I, that was probably one of the better games, complete games, that the Spartans have played. I, I think you're right. Up until that point, certainly, maybe the uh, the shootout win over Minnesota yeah. was a pretty good win as well. But uh, I think you're right that that game, in the, the consolation game of the Great Lakes Invitational, was one of the better 60-minute efforts that you'd seen out of a Michigan State team this year. Mm-hmm. And it was, and it's nice because it's a consolation game. I know there's only four teams, but it's always nice that you know they at least came out with a win. Mm-hmm. And for it to be against Michigan always just makes it a lot better. And Michigan, being the only ranked team in the tournament, didn't even come out with a win. Red Berenson said, you know, his team really didn't have it. They 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 weren't into the game, and you know, obviously they're back to work and. You know, back at it again. They're mm-hmm. still, uh, you know, a ranked opponent in uh, the nation. I think fourteen right now. That yeah, might 13, 14 that, that might somewhere. boost up after, obviously, the weekend sweep that we mm-hmm. saw this week. But I want to go back to the GLI and just the overall experience. Is has this been your first outdoor game that you actually? It's to? my third. Third. It's okay. my third outdoor game. Of course, Michigan State started the whole trend back in two thousand one with the, the big chill. The well, it was called. The, it, they were going to call it the Cold War, okay. and then things flared up politically between the United States and in, in the Middle East, and they, they decided to back off of the rhetoric of the Cold War. And yeah. The official name at the time was the Outdoor Game, yeah. but uh, since that time, people have started reclaiming the name the Cold War mm-hmm. between those two teams. That was my first experience with outdoor hockey at Spartan Stadium. And I still remember uh, I had a brand new color guy uh, that year. I used to work with whoever the volunteer assistant on the on the team was, mm-hmm. and so that game uh, was the first game in the broadcast booth for Joe Blackburn, who had been a goaltender yep. for the Spartans for four years previously. 
And uh, I still remember his comment after the first goal of the game was scored by the Spartans. He said, wow, listen to that noise. This is incredible. I mean, we had 70,000 plus yeah. in Spartan Stadium, and you get a goal and you brought in a foghorn for it, and you've got these uh, these flame pots that are going up on the ends of the, of the rink. And it was just amazing to hear that kind of sound. Um, and then my second outdoor game was the Big Chill in, in Ann Arbor, same two teams, and uh, a little bit different outcome. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the first game was a tie. The second game, Michigan kind of had their way with the Spartans mm-hmm. uh, at Michigan Stadium. So this was kind of the, the rubber match the, of the whole thing. The, the neutral position, the, too. You know, it's a neutral ice, and now Michigan State in outdoor games is 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Yeah. And it seems like that with their uh, Big Ten standings as well. I mean, going into this past weekend against Michigan, they were two, 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 and two, mm-hmm. which is it, you don't. It it looks weird when, on paper. It really does. But I mean, right now they're in the middle of the pack. They played Michigan this past weekend. They were uh, third in the conference in, yep. in Big Ten standings. Number three and, versus number four. N- number four, and I'm obviously that's going to switch now after yep. Michigan, uh, you know, beat us Thursday and Friday. But Thursday's game. Another big stage. I I was talking about. I was telling people like, yeah, we didn't. It was unscheduled for the GLI, but it's always nice to see it. You know, it's outdoor. Everyone's into it. It's, it's a fun setting. Obviously, the players and coaches take it a different way because it counts. But then the next game, it's annual at the showdown at Joe Louis Arena, mm-hmm. and that was on Thursday. Another big stage, but the first time these teams are actually meeting in the regular season. I mean, what's that like for you? I mean, I was there with you too, but at the Joe, it's just a great experience to see everybody come to the site. It is. It's a fun experience. It's great for the guys because they're playing on an NHL sheet. I mean, they're they're playing where they've watched all of these games. A lot of them have gone to games there in person. A lot of them have watched on TV since they were little kids and they've seen Joe Lewis Arena. And to think that they're on that same sheet of ice that, you know, Cronwall and Zetterberg and Iserman and, and you know, all of the greats have, have played at Joe Lewis Arena. And, 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 you know, whether they're Red Wings fans or not, I mean, the other teams have all played there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's fun for them to get down there and get into the locker rooms and, and, and be on that ice sheet. Um, you know, f- for me, the thrill has kind of worn off over time because I've been there so you're, often. You're so used to but it. But it's still, you know, it, it's it's a fun feeling for me to be up there and and uh, and, and be in the NHL visitors uh, press box and, and know that there have been some great broadcasters that have stood right where I'm standing and have, have called games from, from right there as well. That was the fun thing for me on the Comerica Park game was being a great Tigers fan ever since I was growing up in West Michigan to to be where Ernie Harwell has sat and to be where Dan Dickerson is now mm-hmm. uh, you know and, and and Jim Price and you know it just you know I, I looked up at at my broadcast partner Rob Woodward the first commercial break of the first game and said you know what this is just stinking fun yeah <laughs> you say, know? how emotional was it for you do you get that where you're like sitting alone you're like Whoa, you like the jitters or something? You're going, you know, this is this is Ernie's chair. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> you've, been, you've been calling games for a while now, but do you ever think like, are you do you get nervous in those settings at all, or is it kind of just not it's so just, much anymore? It's you know, I, I'm I'm over 600 games into it now, yeah. so it's it's. But you know, when when you go to a new place, it's fun. 
um, you know, when we went up to North Dakota for the first time and, and you see the, the beautiful ice palace that they have up there, uh, you know, and, and, you know, we've got a chance now with the expanded non-conference schedule that the Big Ten makes possible mm-hmm. where we're going to we're gonna get out and see some of these other places. We're going to go on the road and, and see some other uh, places that you've heard of but you've never been. And so, you know, that'll that'll make it fun for those games as well. Yeah. And and going back to the game at the Joe, I think, um, you know, obviously Michigan came up on the wrong end of the GLI in the consolation game. I think that everybody expected the game to be what it was, though, when uh, when they played at the Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first period pretty even, second period pretty even. Um, I mean, after the first, shots were 10-10. After the second, I believe the shots were still tied at 23-23. Yep. And it really came down, it was what, 1-1, right? It going was it was one one going late into the, the third, third and you figure you're going to overtime yeah. and all of a sudden there's a turnover and you know the thing that goes through your mind is how many times has Michigan done this not just to Michigan State but to any team uh, you know and that's that's a mark of a good team yeah you know the fact that when the chips are down and they're up against the wall they can slip it into another gear and you know whether it was a great goal or not. Uh, they they got the goal they needed when they needed it, mm-hmm. and you know that's that's the difference in the game. And it, I, it was tight because it was one one, but both of their goals were really those those chippy nit gritty goals, getting bodies to the net. I mean, Jake Hildebrand played a phenomenal game. Yes, he and did. and both of those goals, it, it's hard to say like they're not his fault. They're just defensive breakdowns. When you get two or three extra opportunities off of rebounds, you can only expect your goalie to stop so many. Anytime a goalie makes three saves in tight like that in a row, he's done his job. Mm -hmm. And at some point, he's got to rely on his teammates, his defensemen, his forwards that are in there. Somebody's got to be able to get a stick on the puck and get it to the outside Mm -hmm. so that that shot doesn't come back in again. So, you know, Jake did his job. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's one of those things. It's it's the game of hockey. Yeah. what happens. And he actually originally stopped the second shot that Di Giuseppe threw on net. He caught it with his his paddle and then obviously got another whack at it and it's 2-1 and that's the game. But, I mean, after the game, Anastas and the players, you know, they seemed like they were... They were pretty th- thrilled about their overall performance. He said, you know, both teams really battled it out. Yep. And he said it was pretty entertaining to watch, which I, I felt that way as well. It was, it was great was, competition up and down the ice. That was my feeling as well. Very entertaining, but the the outcome was not what you wanted. Yeah. And then, obviously, they're moving into Friday night's game. We bring it back to Mud Ice Arena. Uh, um, if you didn't know, this past weekend, ESPN game days are already here. The Spartans are getting ready for U of M on, at the Breslin Center on the court. But Friday night, Mud Ice Arena, MSU hosting Michigan. Uh, a wonderful crowd, if, if I do add. Uh, the A-team was packed that was the that was about the biggest student section I've seen there. Yeah, and all they season. were and they were loud and they were rowdy and they were great. Yeah, and another even game. MSU looking to go into the first period with a one zero lead, and then uh, Michigan slips in a goal. Mm-hmm. Six seconds left. Um, call it how you see it. I don't know what you want to say about it, but I mean that kind of just like <laughs> it, it drains you sometimes when teams let get a late goal like that. 
Well, there, there's a saying that, that we have, and certainly Michigan State hockey, one of the goals is to not let the opponents get anything in the first two minutes, the, the last, last two, two minutes. minutes of the period. Yep. And likewise, you want to score in the first two minutes or the last two minutes of the period. There's so much damage done to an opponent when you can put one in in the waning seconds of a period and then you got to go and you sit in the in the locker room and you stew about it for 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and it just can play with your head so you know that's where you want to be and and to Michigan State's credit they didn't allow that to happen they gave up that late goal but they came back out in the second period and still looked like they had it. yeah which the team originally earlier in the season have struggled to put periods back to back Mm -hmm. I mean I mean you've seen it I've seen it I think we've all seen it that this team you know sometimes they they have a good jump in the first period it was i think it was against boston when it first happened when they boston scored a late goal in the first period mm-hmm. and then msu just came out flat after that right but this it didn't happen this time um they came out a, a, another even period at that it, the period ends 2-2 we're going into the third period we're thinking is all right spartans are all right this, this is a close game again it, might, it right. might come down to overtime and then they get a you know, a tip out front, and then less than a minute later, they bury another one, which that can really drain a team too, especially against and, Michigan. And it did. Yeah. It did on Friday. You could you could just feel the energy fall out of the team at that point, and mm-hmm. that's what was unfortunate about it was that it was a completely different Spartan team, certainly after the first goal, but really after the second one. Yeah, especially because it was just a minute later. Right. You know, they you think that a team might have time to you know regroup, like ah, it's only one goal, but then you know Michigan gets a. They get another opportunity. They they strike. They get a two goal lead, and then towards uh, the later stages of the period, uh, we get another power play, which was nice to see that the power play went two for two in the in the beginning, mm-hmm. getting our first two goals uh, on special teams, which has been struggling all season. And then um, you know you could you could tell the team was trying to take chances, and, and it did. Greg Wolf tried to keep the puck in the zone, gets chipped past him. U of M goes down on a two on one. They bury it. It's five two. Basically, you knew the team that at that point the game was pretty much over. Yeah. I mean, it would be it would have been a miracle for them to come back, especially because Nagelvort played a very Nagelvort's a very good goal. He tender. played he played really good, and mm-hmm. especially in front of our hometown crowd. But um, you know, towards the end of the game, it gets chippy. I pretty much knew this was going to happen. It it, it was pretty you never like to see it happen. Yeah. You can feel it coming. Yeah. And, and and you wish it wouldn't happen. And it was a pretty physical game throughout the entire I mean people are exchanging, you know, chirping each other after the whistle. I I believe that's that's just natural in in, in a hockey setting and then uh, being it against Michigan obviously it just, mm-hmm. you know, it stirs the pot even more. Yep. And then being down 5-2 obviously you know, people are just going to you know they got to keep their heads on straight, and and it didn't happen at the end. There was well, a huge scrum on the and side. And when you really look at what happened, and uh, Chris Solari had a piece in the State Journal yesterday, yeah. that you know where he had a transcript of Coach Anastas's comments after the game, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure you heard. Yep. You know, and and we got the condensed version on our broadcast because we got him just before the rest of the media gets him, but. Um, yeah, and and Chris had gone back and taken another look at what happened, and what Tom couldn't see from his 
point, point on the bench yeah. was the scrum along the far boards where, you know, there were some liberties being taken, uh, shall we say, yeah. uh, by a certain uh, member of the Michigan squad wearing number 17. And then one of our players decided to take out some frustration on him after a face-off, and, and that's just completely wrong. Now, I can understand what was going through his mind, mm-hmm. but you can't allow that to manifest itself mm-hmm. uh, in, in a game like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen from here on out with that situation. You, you, could, you could wind up losing him for a game against Minnesota next weekend. Uh, and so you just, you, you cannot uh, allow that to happen. And I think that... Uh, it, it, along with everything else that happened in the game was why Tom continually used the word unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a perfect word to describe what happened. Yeah. Unacceptable. And he, I mean, the pros, that was the first word he said. He said, I won't even take questions now. Unacceptable. Unacceptable performance. He said, and he said his team needs to grow up. And when he says that they need to grow up and be disciplined, he said it's not only just like the physicality part, because that's what most people mm-hmm. think when they think of discipline. You know, they need to be ready before the game, mm-hmm. you know, and all those things that come into preparing for a game. And he told this guy in, in the media, it was really it was weird hearing it. But he said that he just didn't have there was a feeling in his stomach that told him, I don't like the way our team is mentally prepared sometimes and, you can see that yeah and, and he told the team at their team meal that day he said i don't know what it is but i feel mentally it did, it doesn't feel right and, he, and that you guys aren't in the right place and, and he addressed it and he said prove me wrong and he was in the press conference and he said well now i can now i can tell you you know that's how it is and right you know and he, he talked about you know i don't know how so many people can come up flat that's what he said. I don't know how people can come up flat against their biggest rival. I mean, it's tough. I mean, you could see it in a certain skater. I'm not going to name them, but it just didn't seem like they had that that initial were... that initial boost, that energy that you usually see out of them. But um, you know, two games down to Michigan, uh, we take the first one, the consolation game. They come back, sweep us this past weekend. They got the two one edge in the series. Now we have two more games against them at. U of M. Well, one one at Yost and then another oh. one back home. The, okay. The, the game at Joe Lewis was their oh, home game oh, this correct. year. Correct. Yeah, they were the now, home team. Next year we'll play two at Yost, one at Munn, and one at at Joe Lewis. So so we've got we've got them at home one more time. time. And there's nothing sweeter than beating Michigan at Yost. Yeah. Uh, so you know, which there, is a tough environment a, though. There's a chance that out of the five games that we know they're going to get now, that you can still come up with with a, a series win mm-hmm. and then there's another chance that you may see him in the in the postseason yeah so uh, you know you got to be ready for that but uh, I think I the the Spartans the one thing I, I like about the guys on this team is that I think that they'll come back from this performance and they'll turn that key mm-hmm. you know they'll they'll turn the corner so to speak on it and i think you'll see a much better and a much more disciplined team take the ice at mariucci arena and that's going to be a key is is playing at mariucci where you've got the extra 15 feet on the wide ice surface so they're going to have to be disciplined yeah it's pretty much an eye opener i mean you don't want to say it against your biggest rival but i mean maybe they did need this game to really you know 
like you said, turn that key for the rest of the season. And it's going to be tested in a difficult way playing the number one team in the nation in Minnesota. And are you traveling to that Oh, game? yeah. Yeah, we'll be up there. Okay. We'll be up there. And it, it, I'll tell you, Mariucci Arena is next to Munn, my favorite place to work. It's a great environment. Uh, 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 just uh, the press box is beautiful. It's well, you know, they've, they've done everything right up there. And there are always great crowds up there who know the game of hockey. You know, some places you can go in and, and they're not really all that knowledgeable mm-hmm. about the game of hockey. You go up to Minnesota and those fans know what they're talking about. And yep. they, they cheer at the right times and they boo at the right times. And yep. So it, it's, it's just a fun place to be. And, uh, and you always get a good game out of the Golden mm-hmm. Gophers. And in looking at that, I mean, we have Minnesota coming up, and the, but we're really in the heart of Big Ten play right now. Mm-hmm. What do you see for this Spartan team moving forward, and is there anything that you think that they, they really need to work on or really need to do to become successful in the later stages of the season? Well, I think the scoring is starting to come along. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the senior line woke up a week ago against Penn State. Uh, so, you know, if they could get a couple more goals out of those guys, Matt Berry's back and he's back in form. So, you know, that's going to be a plus for them. And just they they have to get it through their heads that they can't take even a shift off. Mm-hmm. They have to bring it for 60 minutes twice a week. And, and they just have to put everything together. They have to focus. They have to be disciplined. Uh, they have to pay attention to what the coaching staff is telling them. Because And Tom has said this so many times. There's so little margin for error on this team. And if, if somebody takes a shift off then that's the the chink in the armor that the other guy's looking for because everybody in the Big Ten from top to bottom is good enough to beat you if you're not on your A game. Uh, You know, we've seen everybody in the league now except for Wisconsin. We know what they've got too. We know that that's a, a Class A program. And so these guys now know that they can't have a game like they had Friday against Michigan and expect anything other than to get waxed. You know, yeah. so that's what it felt like. Yeah, so you know that's that's what they they're gonna have to do. They they're gonna have to you know, get it into their heads that when the when the game jersey goes on, and even when the practice jersey goes on, I've got to do everything that I can do and leave everything I have on the ice. Yeah, and and. All we can say is we wish the best of luck for the rest of the sp- oh, yeah. for the rest of the season for the Spartan team. Obviously, going through a lot of adversity, they had to deal with injuries, but mm-hmm. now it seems like their team is really back to the core people that they want in the lineup. I, I think so. I think John Drager played more Friday night than he did Thursday night and yep. looked better he did. doing he, it. He was moving the puck up. He was joining the mm-hmm. rush. Had a few good opportunities on that. I mean, I really like the way that he's progressed throughout the season. And, and my understanding, Ryan Keller should be available this week mm-hmm. if all goes well with his rehab from the concussion. And, you know, really then for the first time all season, they'll have all hands on deck except for David Bondra, who's, you know, out for the season with the the shoulder surgery. So, uh, you know, it'll be back to, quote, normal uh, for Michigan State at that point, you know, as we go up to Minneapolis and let's see uh, what kind of a game the Spartans can give the Gophers there, and then we go on from there. Yeah, and moving forward, I mean, before we wrap up here, is there anything further that you would like to, you know, talk about either whether Spartans or experience or 
No, it's just, yeah, it's been, like I said, it's been 17 years and I've been learning as I go. It's been a lot of on the job experience that, you know, I would have to give great thanks to the first broadcast partner I had, Willie Mitchell, who went on to be an assistant coach at Wayne State and then at Vermont before he got out of the coaching game. He taught me an awful lot about uh about being a hockey broadcaster and uh you know so i learned so much from him and then have just gone on from there it's 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 been a great time um as far as the spartan team goes stay the course guys you know don't give up hope on these guys because you know we've seen what they can do against very talented hockey teams and if they get a break or two along the way you know, it's, you know, they're going to get this job done and, uh, you know, we'll be able to get into that tournament and, you know, you get into a one and done situation, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. We saw it happen in 2007. Yep. Well, there you have it. The Michigan State Spartans will head to Minnesota to take on the Golden Gophers this upcoming weekend, Friday and Saturday game, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Friday and Saturday. Yep. And Scott Moore, thank you for coming in to the studio and, you know, discussing the outdoor experience and, you know, this Spartan team as a whole and moving forward. My my pleasure. Awesome. There you have it. That is the end of Behind the Mask. Once again, I'm your host, David DeFever. See you next time.